0: Now, I was interested in this project when I first heard about it. Uh, I didn't know what it was about or or anything like that, but I knew that it was a Russo Brothers project, and I'm a big fan of theirs, you know, their previous work, and and I knew it was starring Tom Holland, who I obviously love as Spider-Man, but very much enjoyed his performance in The Devil All the Time, which I reviewed on this channel a few months ago, and in, in a way... This movie even has some similarities to that one. And I'll point those out here in a minute. Okay, so... Once I saw the trailer, my interest was even more piqued. But I didn't get a whole lot from it. I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. You know, uh, it kind of looked like this guy was robbing banks. But it also kind of looked like he was trying to join the military. So I was confused as to what the story was. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad... I didn't dig any deeper because it's nice every once in a while to go into a film completely void of expectation. In fact, the only thing I had heard about this film after watching the trailer, but before watching it, was that people were saying Tom Holland had been miscast. And, you know, while I kind of see how people could say that, you know, if you go in thinking of him as Peter Parker, you know, uh I, I would almost put money on the fact that the people saying that had not seen him in anything besides the Spider-Man films. All right, so going into the film, it's definitely a slow burn. It's definitely a, a real life drama. And you know, earlier I was comparing it to the Devil all the Time. And that's because of the presentation. You know, they, they present the story in chapters, like it's a novel. And The Devil All the Time happened in, in sort of the same way, except that in that movie, they jumped, you know, several decades, and, and it told more of a linear, um, like, it was a, it was a much longer story. It was a generational story. Um, but in this one, you know, they're just jumping ahead a few months at a time. Um, it, it's really just letting you know that it's a, something different is happening now. This There's a different theme to this part of the film. Um But it was broken down into like prologue and then chapters and then an epilogue, and and I really liked that. You know, I liked how it separated the story and actually collected it into separate themes, kind of like kind of like Zack Snyder's Justice League did. You know, it kind of prepares you going into each one. Like, okay, okay, this is a different thing now. You know, now we're going into a different feel. You know, it's it's a kind of reset every thirty minutes or so. I like it. I I think it worked really well. For this film in particular. Alright, so right away, I decided that the people who were saying Tom Holland had been miscast were idiots. <laughs> you know, okay, maybe maybe not idiots, but I mean, I mean everyone's entitled to their opinion and people like different things, so that's fine I guess. But like I said before, I have a strong feeling these people were expecting to be let down going in. You know, they they had their own preconceived notions about Tom Holland. You know, he, that he was this goofy kid who played Spider-Man. And, you know, him in a dramatic role could never work. Well, to them I say, go watch The Devil All the Time. And, and I say that, you know, I say that to you guys as well. Because that was a fantastic film. And after you watch it, go back and watch my review of the film as well if you're interested. Alright, so... This story you know, throughout felt very real. You know, I, I know some fantastic things happen in this movie, right? That this guy ends up being a junkie who is a successful bank robber. I mean, in in real life, we rarely hear about someone getting away or, you know, successfully robbing a bank. But somehow this strung out junkie is able to do it time and time again. You know, so, so while that sounds a little outlandish, I get it, you know. But the movie felt... Really grounded and visceral, and it just felt like people in places that I knew, you know. And, and that could be because it is a story that takes place in Ohio, which is where I am. I currently live in Columbus, Ohio. You know, it's where I'm from, it's where I grew up. And, um, I don't know, everything just seemed really relevant to me personally, like it felt like the world I live in. All right, so I should probably at least tell you a general outline of the story. The story is. It's it's about this young guy, you know, college age, who's a little lost. You know, he doesn't know what he wants. You know, he doesn't know what to do with himself. A fairly common theme for people of this age. You know, he ends up falling in love with this girl. And they become very close very quickly. And when she's scared of the commitment, she decides to leave him, which leaves him heartbroken. And he makes a drastic decision. He decides he's going to join the army. Now... They they get back together quickly, the, the him and the girl, and end up getting married, right? And, But, you know, he's already signed up for the army. He, he's got to go. And I should probably mention that this is all taking place in the early 2000s, right? You know, right when the war in Iraq and Afghanistan was really heating up. So after joining the military and becoming a medic, he quickly was sent overseas and saw heavy combat which left him with some pretty severe PTSD, you know. And, and after returning home and trying to resume a normal life, uh, he and his now wife, they're, they're trying to do normal things that, that people do, you know. But he's dealing with some severe mental health issues and, and also returning to a life of kind of, you know, menial labor la- menial labor, and kind of right back at square one, kind of not knowing what to do with himself, you know, or who he wants to be or how he can be anything when he's plagued by this depression and anxiety, you know, this PTSD, and, you know, he very quickly becomes addicted to prescription painkillers. I I believe it's OxyContin um, that he starts off with, which eventually leads him to heroin, and that's a common theme, you know, with addiction, and in a matter of months, uh, his wife has joined him in his addiction. Now, they are both full-on junkies, you know, where every bit of money that they make goes towards buying more heroin, you know, and it, this eventually leads him to robbing a bank. And when he realizes how easy it is to get away with bank robbery, he decides to keep doing it, you know, and and he, and he funds his addiction this way for several months until some really wild stuff happens. And you know, I don't want to ruin everything like for people who haven't watched it yet. Uh, but he gets into some serious situations and some serious trouble by the end. Alright, you know, kind of wrapping up. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I thought it was fantastic, but you know, that's me. I, I love these kind of like, you know, real life, gritty, visceral type stories. I like movies about the human condition and, and and the human experience, you know, and dealing with everyday life and the hardships that come with it. And I love movies that delve into mental health and, and addiction. You know, you know, one of my favorite movies uh from the early nineties was the Leonardo DiCaprio film, *The Basketball Diaries*, and I still to this day think that's one of his best performances. Um, but you know, that's another movie that kind of has similar feels, you know, to this one. Uh, I mean, it's totally different in terms of the PTSD and things like that, but but the act, the you know, the active addiction that they portray, you know, they do it really well in both films. Anyway, if you're into that sort of dark, gritty, real-life storytelling then I highly recommend this movie. I, I think it's a must-watch for people who enjoy that type of film. Now, if you're the type who only likes, you know, popcorn action flicks or, or only superhero movies or, you know, romantic comedies, it's probably not the probably not the film for you. Uh, but I enjoyed it very much, and I, I cannot shovel enough praise on Tom Holland. This dude is so much more than Spider-Man. You know, I, I think he's got serious a serious career ahead of him, serious acting chops, and, you know... Especially if he keeps taking these really meaty roles, you know, this, these, these roles that help him stretch as an actor. You know, I'd hate to see him typecast as Spider-Man, and then, you know, when he gets a little older, have nowhere to go with that. Because, you know, this dude is is extremely talented. I hope that in a decade or two, he's actually known for something else, you know, he, something else that he's done, you know, more so than his portrayal of Peter Parker. And it's going to be a tough thing to do, but I really hope that for him, you know. Watching this movie, once again, it's confirmed for me that Tom Holland has some awesome range and ability as an actor. This dude is a serious actor, and he's seriously good at it. All right. Now, now that we've done talking about the film, I want to dive into another aspect of it, okay, that I just found out. So in preparing for this review, I wanted to find out if it was based on a book. And I quickly found out that, yes, it is based on a book. Not just a book, not just a novel, a semi-autobiographical novel. You know, so the, the guy who wrote it, he didn't use his name, and, and I'm sure he took some liberties in the storytelling, but here, check this out. I, so I found this article, and I'm just going to read it to you. All right, so the, the headline of the article is, uh, oh, and this is on Decider.com, by the way. Okay. Is Cherry based on a true story inside Nico Walker's life and book? Yes, Cherry is loosely based on the real-life experiences of Nico Walker. Walker, who wrote the book the film is based on, drew from his background as a veteran and criminal to write his debut novel, Cherry, from prison. While technically a novel and not an autobiography, Walker shares many traits with his book's protagonist. A war hero who returned home from Iraq, suffered extreme PTSD, developed a drug addiction, and began robbing banks to fund it. Nico robbed 10 banks in Ohio and nearly made it to 11 in just four months' time. Walker's incredible true story was profiled in a 2013 BuzzFeed feature while Walker was serving an 11-year prison sentence in the Federal Correctional Institution in Ashland, Kentucky. According to the New York Times, soon after that article was published, Walker got a letter from the co-owner of Tyrant Books, who urged him to turn his story into a book. So that's exactly what Walker did. Some of it's kind of ugly, but I didn't really have a choice in the material. Walker told the New York Times, I didn't want to romanticize it or exaggerate to make it more entertaining. I wanted to show it for what it really was. He secured a publishing deal at Knopf, a branch of Penguin Random House, and used money from his contract to pay off some of the 30000 in restitution he owed to the banks he stole from. His book, when it was released, was met with critical praise. Soon after, the Russo brothers were attached to direct the film Adaptation. So then it says, uh, wh- where is Nico Walker now? Is he still in prison? According to a report from The Observer, Walker was released from prison early in October 2019 to care for a terminally ill family member. He currently resides in Oxford, Mississippi and is working on his second book. Wow. Like, what a story, right? Like, I watched this movie and I'm like, man, I wonder if that was a, a book because I'd love to read the novel. But then to-, to find out that the novel is based on this guy's real life... Like, I don't know how many liberties he took with it, but man, like just, just the fact that the main premise of this film is based on something that really happened is crazy to me. Like robbing 10 banks and getting away with it while being an active junkie. Like, I I don't know. I think it's incredible, but, um, yeah, yeah. I love the film and I love that it's based on something real because it's a, pretty fantastic story to, to imagine that it's, that it really happened. Um, and especially for me personally, because it happened right here in Ohio, you know, and that's why everything felt so familiar to me. Um, anyway, if you enjoyed this review, um, reviews aren't the only thing I do on this channel, but I do do a lot of movie reviews, but what I do on this channel is every day I try to pick a random topic, something that I'm interested in and, and hopefully others are as well. But it's usually entertainment or pop culture related. It's usually kind of like this, right? Um, But, but not always. Sometimes I dive into uh, you know life stories and, and current events and things like that. It's all kinds of stuff. But if you're interested in something like that and getting something new and interesting in your feed every day, then please subscribe for more or favorite or follow the podcast. If you want it just in audio format, you can find that on any of the podcast catchers, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Um, But yeah, if you decide to stick around and subscribe for more, uh, then I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks.